Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, listener. Do you have something to say? Then you're already a podcaster. You just don't know it yet. Whether you love to shoot the breeze with friends, have an urge to share your passions with the world, or even want to grow your business, you've got something worth saying with a podcast. With Acast, it couldn't be easier to start your own show. Launch, grow, and make money from your podcast across all listening platforms. If you have something to say, you're a podcaster. Head over to Acast.com to get started for free. Colin Street. <laughs> well, we're live, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. My name is Sarita. Um, follow me at Buy Me Up or on Twitter. You can see my my uh, handle behind me. We are talking black people today. I love it. I love it. We're talking blacks bottling, um, blacks in wine, blacks in beer, blacks in spirits. And we have a special guest today. Please introduce yourself, Shoes and Booze. Hi, um, I'm the Pieces of War, the editor of Shoes and Booze. You can find me personally. I'm Stylescribe on social media. And then everything else is Shoes, the letter N, Booze, blog. Um, and so Shoes and Booze has existed for a few years now. And we basically focus only on shoes and alcohol, whether it's wine or spirits. We haven't gotten quite into beer yet, but we'll make our way soon. Uh, I guess that's the basics of, of me. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Tanisha? Hey, I'm Tanisha, Glass, and um, I'm a girl, and I meet <laughs> things to drink. I write about places I go, things I drink, and travels and stuffs. So, yeah, I'm Gromies Glass on all social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Google+. Plus. Tumblr, hit me up. <laughs> Melissa? Hi, everyone. I am Melissa Davis Taylor. I guess I have to add the hyphenation to my name now, officially. Um, you do. I'm sorry. <laughs> officially known as Liquor Lady, so it all started off as a blog, um, and it turned into part marketing strategy agency for food and drink brands, and the other side of the house is what we call the School of Fun Stuff. So distillery tours, cocktail crawls, classes for liquor and cocktail connoisseurs. So you can find me at liquorlady.com, um, on Twitter, liquor underscore lady, and uh, Facebook, liquor lady. Yay. So, um, <laughs> so I want to start out with um, our did you know. So okay. did you know that... No. Um, <laughs> that uh, right, pretty sure. <laughs> Did you know that there's a new documentary releasing, I think, 
this spring called Red, White, and Black. Yes. Red, White, and Black. So it's a documentary based on Oregon winemakers who are all of color. So, and it's five. I can tell you the say all two of them. I never, I didn't know that. How did I not know this? Okay. So, um, let me see if I can. We're here for a girl. We are here to help. Exactly. Okay, so um, the first one is, I think I can say his name, uh, Batroni Faustin. He is Abbey Creek Vineyards. Okay. Yeah. My Oregon. aunt just did a scope about him. Um, yeah, exactly. He was exactly. his wine in the scope. Yep. Um, okay, the second one is Remy Drabkin, and he is Remy Wine mm-hmm. in Oregon. Yep. Um, oh, wow. Let's see. And then um, we have Andre Mack, of course. Um, yeah. Yes. Noir, the Oregon. homie. <laughs> we just covered him. Okay. <laughs> Then um okay I think it's not I think this is Jesus Gillian or Gullen okay and so this one is White Rose Estate Oregon in Oregon and the last one is uh Gerard Sleet and he is at Argyle Winery yep so they're gonna cover those five okay. and, um yeah oh. release this yeah one. so that's really love like Argyle oh, I did not know that. Yep. Well, they just did their Kickstarter campaign in September, so yeah. it's a fairly new endeavor. Yeah. So I just found out about a week ago. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Right. Okay, so I got two more. Cool did me. You know, um, there is um, a black-owned wholesaler in D.C., and he has um, wine liquor. He has mostly beer, like craft beers, but it's called Pipeside Traders. What? And, Hold yeah. on now. Oh, is it Pipetown? Melissa's going to go highlight them for some business. Sorry, it's, it's called Pipetown Traders. Pipetown and it's on Pennsylvania Avenue in Southeast, what? near Potomac Avenue Station, D.C. Southeast. South yeah, Southeast. Yes. Yes. So, and yeah, he's That's a sailor. And I think his hours are Wednesday through Saturday, something like 4 to 9 or something like that. But wholesale yeah. craft beers inside he's big on ciders <clears throat> i think he said he said he has the biggest cider collection in dc oh melissa's gonna um, roll through that's oh, wow. awesome yeah no um, i feel so bad like having lived in dc for so many years listen and the only right I, I just found out this week i just wow. found out this week so okay. don't feel too bad we have got to do a better job as i know folks. i know I know. Um, and my last one, um, I found this out know. through Maia, who is um, the wine mistress. You guys can follow her on Periscope. She's huge in Periscope. Um, anyway, oh, wow. so there is a new reality show called Best Bottle that's coming out what? soon. And it's going to be, is it going to be California versus Oregon? Is that right, Tanisha? It's okay. I got the link here. Hold on. Right. It's, I'm, I'm like, oh. It's, it's, it's a reality It's a reality TV show. And it's gonna they're gonna have like all these challenges and stuff and I think it's gonna be California versus Oregon. Hold on, here it is. This is what I aspire to be my future job. That's right? right. Wouldn't that be fun? That's right. That'd be so nice. All right, hold on. No, I don't wanna host that. I don't wanna be in no challenges. Don't don't test me. <laughs> I, I, I mean a be the because I won't see I won't act right on the reality show. Like you can't come for me that way to be coming for people on their reality shows. Girl, you are like real reason they watch my whole family. Nope. Gosh, now I can't find it. But yeah, so it's gonna be something that's but yes. Best bottle. Fun stuff. Right. Yes. Best bottle. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have so these watch parties. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And did everybody watch Psalm Inside the Bottle yet on Amazon? No? Mm-mm. 
Okay. It's in my, so, it's in my queue, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's a I don't gentleman. Have a oh, no, I don't think they had that in this country. There's oh. an African American on there. What's his name? Delin De or Delin? Yeah. What is it? What's his last name? Is it Proctor? Oh, Proctor. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all my did you know. So now we can start talking about black people, and tell me what you're drinking. <sighs> Melissa, Our you can house. go first. I know you're prepared. We got to let the guests go first. Oh, you have a did you yes. know? Oh, no. There's no. Well, I'll give you some statistics later, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Melissa, coming with the numbers. <laughs> Only because. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and go since it'll be a good kickoff. Okay. Um, I am drinking a cider, not by an African American, but okay. on purpose. So I'm drinking oh. Blue Bee Argon 1904. So it's a local cidery here in Richmond. And the reason I'm drinking it today is because last Wednesday, they hosted an event about blacks in cider. Oh, so, wow. I know. wow. How long <laughs> was that really event? Cool. 30 minutes? What happened? No, no. <laughs> no real talk. Like, seriously. I, like, no. well, I got to moderate. And so it was blacks in cider, blacks in Richmond, blacks in the restaurant industry. And it was pretty oh, cool. Okay. There was a panel. So one guy was a local historian. And um, Emmanuel Dabney, he, or Emmanuel, I forgot his last name off the top of my head, but he was doing research on slaves' impact on the cider, the cider industry back, you know, picking apples, working mm -hmm. the fields, that wow. kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, there was another gentleman, Chauncey, was on the panel. He works at a historic hotel here, the Jefferson. So he talked about oh. Bojangles and some of the wait staff that came through the Jefferson and you know shucking and jiving and you know getting tips and sort of that progression and then there was a woman um, Kelly Lemon she's the general manager at a black owned restaurant Mama Jay's here and so you know Mama Jay is seasoned at this point but she has been around and seen it all there in a historic black neighborhood so she talked about how they chose their location on and on and on but um, what I'll share with you guys and I wanted to do this because I think I found it interesting in the last couple years, all of the discussions that I have been to about blacks in spirits, wine, beer, anything, have been held by white folks. Mm -hmm. So um, so I wanted to give them a shout out anyway. But mm -hmm. so some of the numbers that I found. So anybody have a sense of how many breweries or wineries are in the country, in the U.S.? Oh. No wineries. No. Come on now. Come no on. clue. <laughs> there are about uh, 8,000 8, wineries in the U.S., if you can wow. believe it. There are about 4,100 breweries, 700 craft distilleries, and just over 400 cideries in the U.S. We're, we're doing it when it comes to alcohol. But any guesses on what percentage of wineries in the U.S. are black-owned? Oh, it's low because I think it might. I think the number is like under 20. <laughs> yeah, it grew oh, a little. It grew a little, but it's not. Yeah, that number's under 20. It might be like 11 or 12. Exactly. Yeah. Like we are. Well, there's been there's been some growth. Yeah. And they'll, you know, consider winemakers and all that, but it's less than 5%. It's yeah. probably like 4% at high. Mm -hmm. And then breweries are about the same. They're about, what they say, a couple dozen master brewers or owners mm -hmm. of um, breweries. Spirits and cider are totally worse off. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to throw it out there because there are so few. Um, but one of the interesting things I did find about Virginia, not that you guys are in Virginia, but... Um, black agriculture, so farmers that are black have dwindled. So in 1920, 14 percent, 
2012, less than 2% of farmers that are black. But in Virginia, we are the sixth, the sixth highest state in terms of apple production. So think about your cider. Wow. We are the fifth, ranked fifth in terms of wine grape production. So think about your wines. Wow. We're investing heavily in hop production because we're quickly, what do we have? 142 craft breweries in the state. And then um, we make a ton of corn, which you use for moonshine and bourbon and stuff like that. And we make a ton of wheat, which you use in vodka. So, you know, I kind of came at it from a different direction that, you know, us in Virginia or in agricultural places, agriculture is our number one industry in Virginia. Absolutely. Blacks mm -hmm. are getting cut out. So it's not just at the top, it's also at the bottom. Mm. So I know that wasn't like a super positive story, but I think yeah. it puts in perspective all the brands that we're going to oh, talk no, but about. Let's, yeah, that are but let's get black. into that. And, and let's get into that. And I'm glad you did bring it up from a number standpoint because I'm wondering is that because we're being cut out or because that's something that we're not even looking to get into? Right. Right. I was wondering the same thing. Because I look um, at that the same way we have, you know, uh, STEM for science, technology, engineering, yep. and math, and how you don't see that many of us there. Yeah. Is that because we don't want to be there? Or I think it might be an issue of mm -hmm. this might be something that we don't even think mm -hmm. is even available to us or is even an option. Right. Right. And I'm saying this from like my standpoint because of what I do until I kind of until I met the people that I met and kind of, you know, saw this whole world open up to me, I didn't even yes. know something like this existed. Yeah. I thought when it came to liquor, it was like, Okay, I work at the liquor store or maybe like <laughs> I fell to the liquor store right. yeah. or I'm a girl in a little Hennessy T shirt walking right. around yep. with a tray asking, right. Do you want a shot? Like I thought That's that right. was all there was. Right. Until right. I got in it myself, did I realize Oh, you can teach it. There are distributors. There are importers. Yeah. There's marketing. There's social media. There's consulting. I like my parents when I would talk about. Okay, well, I'm going out for drinks. Okay, I'm gonna do this. They were like, Oh my goodness, we have to talk to her because clearly <laughs> my family is the same way. And this is something that we just really are concerned with. Not yeah. until I told them that I was going to be teaching the class. Mm -hmm. They really were like, Oh wait for real like you know what yep. you're doing I was like yeah so it's perfect sounds in the you all and they were okay first of all it's still Tanisha and <laughs> calm down but they were like okay this is like a legit thing if you are yep. standing in front you know of a college college course you have a syllabus you are teaching a class yep. like you're doing this okay mm -hmm. this is like a real career right and something that you can actually you know go forth and do all right we can tell our friends yep. now we can't right, proud right. of you Good right. job. And I, actually, I don't think I people just, know that this exists. Yeah, I just read an article. This is on the consumption side, but it was an article mm -hmm. saying that why black people aren't into craft beers. And I read that, and I'm so glad right. you mentioned that because I'm yeah. bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. And was it was that? crazy because they're um. Thrillist or eater? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Thrillist. I think it was yeah, Thrillist. I will tweet it. Yeah. But it was pretty much saying that it's just something that we haven't got into. And it's yeah. not even an inviting environment for no. a lot of black people. Yep. You know, yep. when you think of craft beers, you think of white boys and, you know. And hipster, play, and play hipster white guys. So, you think the hipster ones and you're right. like, no. So if we, if we can't even, like, consume it enjoyably, what makes you think we think we can work in right. that type of environment and, right. you know, start making beer? So Yeah, right. I think I definitely think there are a couple things, and I agree with you guys. Um, there were a couple articles I found 
you just don't find craft beer in a lot of places, you know, in a lot of neighborhoods where African Americans are growing up. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the mass beers are truly targeting African Americans. Um, right. So you're not, I mean. Sorry. It's okay. It's that was supposed to be turned off. I was like, I was it was turned off. I don't know right. why it's still uh, going on here. Right, low key. Let You're me turn mine on. Right, me, you know. right. Like, because like, uh, my drone is on high. <laughs> in bird. Okay. <laughs> now I have to check and make sure I've turned it completely off. You are all good, but no, I think that's a big thing. Like a lot of African Americans, a lot of blacks didn't grow up with, you know, especially craft beer in their convenience stores in their neighborhood right. stores. Right. You know, things like that. So they didn't grow up with it, and then they don't see a lot right. of people. Around them mm-hmm. drinking it, right? And a lot of the brands. I thought craft are... beer was new. <laughs> it is. It's new to us. Like a yeah. few years ago, I thought it was a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm telling you, to us, it is. But they've been brewing. They've been brewing beer in a bathtub for a mm-hmm. minute, right yeah. next to the right. gym. Like yeah. they've been doing that. And then who's the gentleman? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name at Brooklyn Brewery. Um, Garrett. Oh, oh yeah. Him. He's now he's been in the game for what since at least 2010, and yeah, that's like the elder it. statesman. Right. I was gonna a, say and for us that seems one. like a while. There's <laughs> a female one in Harlem. Yes, Harlem yeah. Brewing. Yeah. Um, what is her name? Oh dear. It's okay. I'm gonna have to go check that out. It's my I got, area. I got the site up. Hold on. It's not moving fast enough for me. Your Garrett Oliver is the guy from uh, Brooklyn Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see if I've got her name real quick. What is her name? This is so funny. Ain't it? I feel like I had to do research for this call. I was like, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. I knew you was gonna do research, and I was just gonna talk to your research. So. Um. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> but I got some notes up. I got some stuff pulled up on okay. my other screen. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't be discounting me. No, not discounting you. <laughs> what is that girl's name? Anyway. I know. So, uh, Celeste <laughs> Beatty. Celeste Beatty from Harlem Brewery. Okay. Yep. She's the brewmaster for Harlem Brewing Company. So you've got two oh, right awesome. around the way yeah. up in New York. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm not, now I have to contact them and check them out and put them on the blog. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the it's so it's so hard because um, like Garrett, he's a master brewer, but Celeste is right. actually like master brewer, owner, all that kind of stuff. And then there was a new brewery, Black Frog, that opened up in Toledo, Ohio. Oh, get out of here. That's where my family is from. Oh, excuse me. Go find him. Um, Black owns everything, and it's in Ohio. So there are a couple of them. There are definitely a couple of them on the come up from the beer side. And I can tell Mm -hmm. you I'm not not really a beer drinker, though. So I fall into the stereotype. So... I'm similar. I, I'm trying to get my beer like that. I mm. am not. I won't say I'm a beer drinker. There are beers that I will drink, but I'm not one that's going to go out and be like, oh, well, let me try this. Let me try this. I like a certain style. Like I like um, like a lighter Belgian beer. I like blondes. I like wheat beers. Mm-hmm. So I'll be experimenting and try a new wheat beer. But like stout and no. No. Yeah. Maybe an ale, but you know, some of the other stuff, IPAs and you know, the lagers. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not an IPA drinker at all. Now I will drink I'll drink porters and stouts because I feel like they're they're pretty welcoming into the fold. It's it's pretty soft, pretty well rounded. 
but um, kind of the the wheat beers are are more my thing too. So, yeah, I'm like I need light because when I want a beer, like I want it to be light and refreshing, and stouts always feel heavy. Like Guinness, I just feel like it just sits on you and it feels just so heavy and. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty oh. to pour it when you you know it hit is. it from the draft, but oh. Then I was going to say, there's one more before I know, because I want to know what, what you guys are drinking, because I know there's some wine out there, but on the beer front, there's another black-owned brewery um, down in New Orleans. What is it? Cajun. It's Cajun. So I want to say Cajun Brewery, um, okay. but it's black-owned down in New Orleans. I'm going there in April, so I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. I'll see if I can find the the name. If you're going to April, you have to check out our homegirl from our last hangout. Ask oh, yeah. Her. Oh, well, definitely put us in touch. Yeah. Yeah, she's a uh, bartender at the Ace Hotel. Um, oh, oh cool. Up, Love so me some Ace. Down there. Yeah. All right, Wait, oh, that's right. I think I saw her talk about that when I when I checked out the last hangout. I remember that because I was like, mm -hmm. I have to check her out when I go. She said she was getting ready yeah. to move in. Yep, she is there. Well, make awesome. sure to check out Cajun, Cajun Fire Brewing. That's what it's called. Okay. Cajun I like fire. it. Cajun fire. I know, right? <laughs> and I was just there in a, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Cool. So that's all I, I got when it comes to beer. Like I tell you right now, I'm all beard out, got nothing else in the in the coffers. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go. <laughs> I, I have nothing at all. So, you know, beer not my thing. I'm like, who made Corona? <laughs> Constellation. <laughs> who made Corona? Where does Heineken come from? Delirium, that's Belgian. See, like, I could name you not one beer crafted in America. So, I'm out. It's all good. It's all good. All right, what, what okay. are you drinking, Tanisha? Um, oh, I'm not drinking anything. Black. <gasps> I don't have access to it like that. Like, that's... But, I have been trying to get my hands on. There is um, a champagne brand that's owned by um, a black guy, and I'm trying to find the information on that, but I can't seem to find that. But what I do have is the information on Maison Elan, which is owned by Ray Walker, and he is um, a black guy from, I'm sorry, African-American. From California. And he is in the Nuit Saint Georges region of uh, Bourgogne or That's Burgundy. Awesome. Um, and so nice. he actually lived in California, and he was in finance. And then he got married, and his wife kind of showed him how wine complemented meals, and you know how things went together. So he was like, "Oh, this seems kind of cool." So he started doing a little reading about it and getting more information. Then he went to a wine event, tasted 10 Burgundies, and was like, sold. Was like, this is what wine should taste like. This is amazing. I'm hooked. And so he started doing harvest and, you know, working in winery in California. Um, he eventually left his uh, job in uh, finance and then came over to France in Burgundy. And he started looking to get Pinot Noir grapes. Mm. And... Um, yeah, he had no formal wine education, no consultant or anything, just knowing the basics. And um, he joined Louis St. George in 2010. And uh, they have a home, a winery, and Cobb there. And um, they've been making wine since then. Wow. Very nice. And so wow. you can follow him on, um, I follow him on Instagram. He doesn't post okay. that that often. But you can see, you know, a few pictures of, like, some of the bottles, some of the bottling, um, some of the vineyard and stuff like that. 
That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And of course, over the world. Right. And so I wanted to mention that one since it is in France. Um, when I find a guy from Champagne, then I'll do like another, maybe I'll do a Periscope or some other post or something on there. But I was really trying to find his information. Um, but there was someone who told me about him. And so I'm like, oh, wait, Champagne? I need to talk to him. Because, like, I go to Champagne, like, I was just in Champagne the other day. Oh, so my God. How are you just in just... Champagne the other day? Sorry. It's I'm 45 here. minutes oh, away. It's... I'm like, who <laughs> says that? I can barely afford Champagne, and you just going you know to what? Champagne. It's 45, <laughs> minutes. it's 45 minutes away. That's just like you saying, oh, so I just went to Baltimore. I'm going to come right back. Like, Not quite the same. Not but quite it's so different. Yeah. Baltimore Champagne. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, anywho, um, I would definitely like to go back and uh, look for him because they actually have this uh, event called Champagne Week, and it's at the end of April. And we so, actually have a Champagne in New a Champagne Week in New York as well. Really? What? What, what happens? Yeah. Is it like a conference it's, kind of thing? A bit. It's a. It's actually not. It's not run by black people, but it is something <laughs> where there are events at different restaurants. Um, yeah. Restaurants owned. Restaurants have uh, special menus. The young lady she helps curate the menus and um, the champagne pairing for those restaurants. And then, like I said, they have events and parties. Wow. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. We love our bubbles. Yeah. We, we certainly, yeah. We certainly do. Yeah. Well, Lavisa, I think it's your turn. So, yeah. what are you drinking? Okay, so what I'm drinking right now is not black owned. Okay. It's Four Roses Bourbon, and okay. I found out a few months ago that was my grandfather's favorite drink, so I've been a little obsessed lately. Uh, so, <laughs> and then also I, I ended up... Say it again? Your grandfather had great taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, I, I, and the other reason I'm drinking it is because also on the blog for Valentine's Day, I was in a challenge to come up with a cocktail recipe featuring Four Roses bourbon. Ooh. So I kind of dedicated it to him. You know, he grew up in Alabama where they drink, where they sop up their biscuits with alaga syrup. That's right. And there's a lot of corn element in that syrup, so I decided to see what it would taste like if I mixed it with Four Roses bourbon, which also has a, a heavy corn flavor as well and aroma. And it came out really good. I kind of ripped on the old-fashioned and just replaced the simple syrup with, with the alaga. Uh. And it was... Uh, it was good, so I'm still working on that bottle here, and uh, that's what I'm sipping. <laughs> gotcha. um, if we had, if I had connected with you ladies sooner, I'd probably be drinking a bottle of Bouget Vodka, which is a black-owned company, mm -hmm. and they are yeah. partially based out of here in New Jersey. Mm. So they're actually doing some of their launch events at um, in Charlotte right now, so I wasn't able to. But if I actually am invited to come back, I will have a bottle on hand. <laughs> is that the is that the purple bottle? It almost looks like lightning. The light. It's you know it's what? Like, it's like, like a black bottle. It's a black oh, label. It's I thought you black. were saying food foudre. Yeah. No bouge. Oh bouge. I don't know that one. I don't know. They're brand new. It hasn't even really gone to market yet. They're oh, okay. getting ready to push it to market. Um, okay. But one of the owners is based here in Jersey. So that's like a hometown connection, basically. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And it's two, you know, two, two black women, mm -hmm. um, both moms. So I thought their story was really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hadn't heard, sorry, I'm looking it up. I'm nosy now. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah, thought they, you were well, saying 
Food Dre because yeah. in DC yeah. there's a woman who started a vodka brand called uh-huh. Food Dre, African American yeah. woman. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even know yeah. about that That's one. Yeah. yeah. That's what the bottle looks like. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. No, I hadn't seen that yeah. yet. Yeah. And then yeah, Chanel. Now I have to reach out to her. Yeah. She's super nice. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that vodka is super see. delicious. It's good. It is. It's is very it? Vodka is very good. Yeah. I see, had a bottle. This? Unfortunately, that was my Super Bowl cocktail, and so mm. I used their vodka to make that. So my bad. <laughs> yeah. I had a bottle, but then like I um moved. Oh well, <laughs> that was I mean, oh. I could have taken that off your hand. I know, I know, I could have taken care storage, of that. Storage, I could have held it for you. Mm. That too, yeah. <laughs> I would have never seen that bottle again. Hey, no. hey you absolutely not. Right. You could have seen the bottle, you just wouldn't have right. seen the content. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have been on, we'd have been on the hangout. That joint would be like behind her head on the fireplace, man. So <laughs> it sure would. I'd, I'd have a show right here on the wall just for it. <laughs> I've been looking at Melissa like, wait a minute. That looks vaguely <laughs> familiar. Okay, so is it my turn? Um, yeah, it can so, be. So I got two. I have two. Um, of course. So I finally found Nick Bride's sister's uh, true name. Yay! I love them. Yeah. They're so sweet. Yes. So I had the, their wines are hard to find. Then I just found a blogger. It's like, girl, go to Harris Teeters. And I was like, what? What? So, this yeah. was $13.99 at Harris Teeter. It's their Chardonnay yeah. 2013. So the McBride sisters, if you don't know their story, they didn't know each other for a number of years until their dad passed Forever. away. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Their dad passed yeah, away. Know. And um, let's see, they were 16 and 15 at the time, and their aunt reunited them. Then um, I thought there was a bigger age difference. One of them was, like, married by then. She was in her 20s. Um, one was 16 and one was 25. And then um, yeah. they're now, um, I don't know, they're now 41 and 33. Yeah. But they're Robin and Andrea. Yeah. And, yes, yeah. they met in 1999 after their uh, father passed away, blah, blah, blah. And um, they discovered that they both grew up in, in the wine, like near wine, and they love wine. So right. the younger one grew up in New Zealand and the older one in California. Eventually, they both um, ended up in California. And um, they have two lines. They have a New Zealand line, and then they have a California line. And so this one is the California line, Juvet. Right. And um, And so, yeah. So can I just chime in a little bit on that one? Please, please, please. Okay, because I actually got a chance to meet them um, when they were here in New York last year. Uh Uh-huh. And they're, first of all, they're extremely sweet. And they love shoes, too. Um, Oh, nice. And so, yeah, yeah, and you gave a good, a good synopsis of their story. I thought it was so uncanny. How, like, yeah. And it was one of those things. They said something about Oprah, like their, their uncle was watching Oprah, and they gave tips on how to find people you've lost, and that's how wow. the family was able to like piece them together and find it. And then that's everything else in their story was like yeah. kismet. Like mm-hmm. the one from New Zealand happened to be visiting the states, yeah. And the other one just it's just during that time, so yeah. it worked out. Um. And then I know that their other one, the Echo Love wine, is the one in New yes, Zealand. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. those women are incredibly sweet, incredibly nice, incredibly yeah. gracious. Um, and if you ever get a chance to meet them, like, yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, they were they were in DC uh, promoting their wine um, a few years ago, and um, I just missed yeah. them. But yeah, and they're gorgeous. Oh my gosh, they are. They gorgeous. are. Yeah, Such they are. Um, even more so in person. They're really? they're tall too. Yeah. Are they tall? Wow. Yes, they're tall. 
do you guys know what company they're affiliated with? Who's doing kind of their marketing and stuff? No. They're, um, Diageo. I know that they work Diageo. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh. Diageo. And at the time, um, Taylor Strategy was doing their PR. Yep. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, these ladies are set up for success from, you know, from a... Yeah. Absolutely. Like industry corporate perspective, they're wow. not just two ladies going doing their thing. They're affiliated no. with the largest spirits company in the world. Wow, yes. that's awesome. They are. Well, like that, 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 I thought that was huge. Um, with this those. is the first time yeah. I've had it, and um, I haven't had any of their other wines. Have you guys tasted any other other wines? I haven't. No. I did. I had their um, the red. Oh, okay. The, I think it was a, it was a, a red mix. And I'm having a problem remembering what it was, okay. but I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really did. Um, you know, we tasted through those. We tasted both the Chardonnay, and then we tasted mm -hmm. the red. And I enjoyed it. It was it was really fragrant. Um, it wasn't a super heavy flavor. Okay. But it was it was it was like a good sipper with your girlfriend. Okay. You know, and that price point is good for like hanging out. Um, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't super aggressive. It was really easily approachable. Yeah. Yeah. So I have They've my second one. Idleheist. So, oh, cool. So, Idleheist is a mold wine, and um, let me see. I wrote down the winemaker's name. So it's two guys. So one guy's name is Rimpt Peters, um, and I think he's the German guy. And Rodney Frost is the DC guy. So he's a native Washingtonian, and oh. um, wow. he's a government contractor. And he just got. Uh, I think he traveled to Switzerland. And he fell in love with this mold wine there, and he decided, good. and he just decided right. to come back home and start making mold wine from 100% organic grapes. This is I could only find this at Yes Market. Ah. They only sell oh, it at Yes wow. Market. Okay. It's eighteen dollars. Um, it's in this re reusable bottle, so y'all know I'm gonna keep I that. I love those bottles. Yeah, yes. right. Um, but. It's from mold wine and um, from organic and organic ingredients and spices, and this is what it looks like. Um, it mm. smells like when you like cook cranberries, like maybe you're making a cranberry simple syrup or something, mm. and you cook cranberries, and it smells like like this is gonna make a good winter cocktail, like maybe in a hot toddy or something like that. But um, so now I have to get it and do it with a shoe pairing or something on a fight for winter. Yeah, absolutely. So. I wanted to ask, so totally not related to that wine, but when you threw out shoes, have you heard of a woman, Gwen Hurt, down here in Richmond that does shoe crazy wines? Yes, we actually featured her in the post about um, black wine and spirits brands that we that basically ah. that drew you to us and us to you. Um, oh, so very cool. I, that was my first time hearing of her when I was doing the research for that post. But um, I'm dying to try it, and also, of course, because I'm shoes and booze, I'm like, I have to meet her. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was totally sorry to interrupt I mean, you. Sarita. No, That's I what she made me think of. I'm yeah. going to have coffee with her next month. I haven't met her, but um that's what, if I hadn't been so lazy today, that was the wine I was supposed to be drinking because it's at the Kroger right down the street. But um, <laughs> I will let and you I know. And I haven't even had it. Please do, or or I, I'm definitely going to have to see if there's a way to find it here in Jersey. I think we only have one store that has a huge selection Um and usually you'll have things that are a little bit more new, but I, I'm okay. going to have to look out for all of these, and even if not, I just have to figure out who does their marketing and 
like so, figure uh, out if there's a I, way. I have a question for you about shoes and boots. So you guys are a blog, and what do you do? You pair yeah. shoes with wines in your blog posts, or you have events where you can shop and drink wine? We do. Right now, it's mostly the blog. So okay. we do pair shoes with cocktails. Um, occasionally, okay. it'll be with like a wine, but most of the time, it's with cocktails. If you're oh, okay. this woman in this oh, mood, okay. you'll wear this shoe and drink this drink. Oh. Um, but we also oh, do we're things. We're going to have to connect. we got to connect. Yeah. <laughs> We also do what what we call booze clues, which is where our um, like you know black owned uh, wine and spirits brand came in. So it's you know if there are five things you should know about something. So it may okay. be five reasons that whiskey is great for winter, or okay. five things you should know, like five brands you should know. It's that kind of thing. Oh. Um, so we do a few things. We do the, yeah the booze clues. If there's something super new happening in the industry that you know the basic. You, the basic drinker would like to know, then it would be under booze news. Um, we do reviews as well. We haven't done one in a while. We used to do them on camera. Um, mm -hmm. oh, that but that's cool. something we're looking at getting back into. I say we. It's pretty much me, but I, I'm claiming we because at some point it won't be <laughs> right. just me anymore. Right. Me is the new we. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, that's we have hosted a couple of events. Well, I, I on behalf of Shoes and Booze, have hosted a couple of events, and I plan to have some more going on um, this year. Actually, in April here in Jersey, I'll be co-hosting the Brown Girls Bar Crawl. Oh, nice! So that's. Come on, with it. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? You coming up? <laughs> when are you? When are you doing that Brown Girls Bar Crawl? That's when I'll be there. I have a call for it um, this Wednesday to actually finalize our date, but we're like I said, we're looking at April, okay. and it'll be here in Jersey City because that's where I'm from. Usually it's in another county, but since I'm from here, we thought it would be a great idea to bring a bunch of brown girls to the new and emerging bar scene here in Jersey City. So <laughs> I am getting further into um, hosting and throwing events. So that's something to kind of be out on the, be on the lookout for because. There will be more of that coming soon. Oh wow! Hmm. Awesome. So, um, does anybody have any other uh, black winemaker or liquor maker or beer maker that they like? Um, any that are different that we haven't mentioned before? No, yeah. um, okay. I don't think so. Because we've mentioned, I mean, we've mentioned Mac McDonald of mm -hmm. a Vision Cellar several times. Sure. Um, and then we've mentioned uh, um Marcus Johnson of Flow. Yeah. And we went to um Rideau when we were out in California and met Iris. Um, uh, well, didn't meet yeah. Iris, but yeah. owned by um Iris um Rideau when we went out to uh, the Wine Bloggers Conference in California. What was that two years ago? Yeah. Um. Then. Um. And then. Um. I think it's Running Tiger out of Texas. And then. Um. I think the guy Sharp, who's a doctor, and so he has his wines. I think it might be Sharp Cellars or something like that out of California. Um. I'm trying to think of anyone else in wine. We've also mentioned uh, Krishan Lampley before of Love Corkscrew um, out of have Chicago. You have you had those? I haven't had them yet. I've had quite a few of those, yeah, and I met Krishan um, at a few events when I was um, in Chicago. Where do you find uh, them? Like, are they outside of Chicago yet? Because I love uh, their I don't think they. I don't think they are yet. No, they're okay. not. 
Yeah, they're not available outside of Chicago just yet. So, okay. um, but she's just gotten a lot of distribution within Chicago and is in a lot of stores in Chicago. A lot of the grocery stores, a lot of the liquor stores. Um, so maybe something that you might be able to order. Yeah. Um, I know they sell it at Benny's, which is a very large liquor yeah. store. Um, Benny's is like a total wine, so you might be able oh, to look okay. at Benny's website and then get them from there. Okay. Um, but she has like a long line of things that uh, she has. She has a sparkling wine and a sweet red and a couple whites and some um, red blends. And um, yeah, those ones are uh pretty good. The red is solid, and then I also like the sparkling. Yeah. As I was far as you know, for my taste. Um, the only ones I feel like Sarita had done an event there out at Wisdom Oak. It used to be Sugar Leaf here in Virginia. Jerry uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Black Owns Winery. I think the only one in Virginia. Um, yeah. And then who's the guy? I want to say Jack. Jack from Brooklyn. Jack in Brooklyn. Sorrel. Um, yeah, Sorrel. Yes, I've had that. Yeah. That is so. It's I was good. thinking. Remember, it's, it's delicious. It is good. Uh, and Jack it is makes cool. great cocktails. Yes, I met him at Manhattan Cocktail Cafe a couple of years ago, and he was really, 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 really nice. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll say, un, sort of unrelated, but there's that big, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the robotic bartender. Um, they're four uh, yeah. guys I met Georgia those Tech. guys. And, um, they are, it's a the great restaurant con At the restaurant conference in Chicago, I met them, and um, yep. we talked for a little while about their um, product. Yeah. Monsoor, that's it. Monsoor, yep. the bartender, the robot bartender, and it's a great story. There are four black gentlemen that graduated from Georgia Tech that created this. So I mean, it it definitely intersects with our industry. Hmm. For sure. And that would be blues news. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, because some bartenders feel a way about it, um, but I oh. think it does have its place, and there is a lane for it. I think it's. Just, um, you know, it's not it's not going to take the place of like craft cocktails and craft bartending, but for places that right. want to have a drink but don't want to have a bartender on staff, I think it's um, you know, a good idea. Yeah, and like, I think it may want. even be better for real bartenders because you know, if it's a place where people are not known to really tip well, then you're pretty much wasting your time. Mm. Yeah. That are not known to tip well and that, you know, don't really want these fancy drinks. Like, some people just want right. a vodka cranberry. Some people just right. want maybe a mojito. Well, I mean, he's a little more. Well, a mojito, you need a little. Some people might just want, right, you, you need a little some extra to it. But <laughs> you, you need a human touch want, on that. <laughs> you might just want, like, a rum and coke, you know, yeah, right. but. If you want to get fancy, like, okay, a Cosmo, Cosmo or a Daffy, but exactly. don't, yeah. But you know what? I think I would be a little upset. So, I think these kind of things, you know, a machine could do that. A machine could just Well, see, I think I would get upset, too, though, because the human element in bartenders and some of these places where you're just going to get something kind of simple is that you might be cool with that bartender, and they have a nice pour for you, but that robot has no friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, whereas I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go over there because I know Melissa's going to treat me right if I order something right? simple. Yeah. When I go see this, this robotic bartender, I'm pretty much going to get the 2-4 mm -hmm. pour or whatever, and... I'm not going to get my little hooked up. <laughs> right. But I don't think that they would so. have I don't think that they would have a machine in a place like that. Like I don't think the machine No, would I'm thinking some place like place, you know how they you know. 
Like, they're going to start selling the wine in Barnes & Noble, from what I hear. I could see a robot there. Right, that's what I'm saying, something like that. Or maybe, like, you know, your lower-end hotel. Like, okay, you're at the Red yes. Roof Inn, and, yeah. you know, yeah. no shade of Red Roof. Service like, a right. bar situation. But, you know, you right. want a little cocktail before dinner or something like that. Right. You know, places yeah. like that where you don't need the human element and you don't yep. need a right. fancy drink. I yep. think that that is perfect for that kind of situation. Well, since Even if it's we were just on, opening beer and wine. Yeah. yeah. Since we were talking about mixology, I know Tanisha was with me, I think, back in 2013 when we went to that event down at Harlem Ooh, Theater back. Um, about blacks in mixology. And I know I was blown away, and I've, I've done yeah. some of the reading. Like Dave Wondrich has written about it and things like that. Mm -hmm. But even there's a gentleman, Tom Bullock, who back Bullock, in yeah. 1917 was the first yes. black to write a cocktail book. Yeah. And, I um, just saw about that, and now I want to get my hands on it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, they have a, there's a reprint, <laughs> like a new edition or something. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure they're reprinting. That's why I was back in the news. Yeah. Yep. But there, I couldn't believe how many just blacks had used sort of saloon keeping or bartending, as we call yep. it, yeah. as a way yeah. to get some level of prestige mm -hmm. back, you know, in the yeah. early hundreds. I, I never yeah. knew until those events came up. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I even am. if you think about how um, a lot of our bars, like during the Harlem Renaissance, like during those times with Durham Prohibition, mm -hmm. yep. you know, we we actually had a, more of an opportunity to come into, like, power in the liquor industry because yeah. the bars up in Harlem were the places where everybody wanted to go and, you know, get their entertainment and then also get their liquor. And, it's, it's you know, we were some of the bigger that. liquor runners, too. Yeah, I was about to bring that up because I'm reading The Last Call um, oh, about the rise okay. and fall of Prohibition. And pretty much, you know, liquor and spirits during Prohibition was, like, the only desegregated career um, mm -hmm. yeah. at that time. So, yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've become way more interested in, in our roles outside of owning liquor stores and drinking it. And mm -hmm. like you said, being the bottle girl, mm -hmm. um, I'm learning more and more that we've had way more integral roles, even if yeah. we're a huge minority, like a, a, a very small minority of the people who are technically <laughs> getting, getting credit for producing it now. Mm -hmm. We've had a long history of being very necessary yeah. in this yes. industry and um, you know the little history nerd in me is totally buzzing right now yeah and oh, the yeah. thing yeah. that's unfortunate is I feel like it's like that about a lot of industries that yes. we yeah. are the ones who kind of kick it, it off is. and we're creating yeah. things and you know mm -hmm. making it happen yeah. and then I we remember, kind of drop off for whatever reason right I, like I remember being um, you know earlier in the days of shoes and booze I remember going getting invited here because there weren't I guess there weren't a lot of girls who were really interested in whiskey, hardcore. Mm -hmm. And my blog is very, like, we write mm -hmm. about things pretty casually. They're for the casual drinker. But my brain is interested in the, the deeper levels of things. And I remember going to events for a lot of these older bourbon brands, you know, the, the, the heritage bourbons, and being oh, not only the... You, like you were crazy. You know what's funny? They were actually really nice to me. They were very welcoming. And I think it was this kind of air of like being impressed at the fact that there was this, this, this young black woman who actually was interested in the process and not just in the product um, and who also could come there and actually have some insight and know what I was talking about when we're tasting and different things like that oh, and now good. you know some years later I'm seeing a lot more people yes. who look like me at these mm -hmm. events 
and mm-hmm. it's really cool. And then it's also interesting to talk to some of the ones that I've been seeing since the beginning and mm-hmm. what their take is on some of the newer faces that we're seeing because it's, it's yes. you know, there are a couple of different cultures involved in yeah. the older guard and maybe the newer guard. Right. And I, I'm mm-hmm. finding right. that interesting. Because you were well. OG, so you got to look at the other ones. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I'm not an, I mean, I guess I'm an OG, but like, even sitting here talking to you ladies, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much I need to know. <laughs> like, there's so much more for me to learn. I'm going to have to call them when we finish this chat and be like, listen. I need to talk to you every week because I want to learn more. I want to, what are you doing in D.C.? I'm going to hop on a, on a train or a bus or something. I'm coming to visit. Like, we go going to these places. When are you coming to New York to go to some stuff with me, too? It's all about Chinatown bus. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people that's doing it in um, New York. Yep. Um, oh, and I, I mean, I may or may not know some of them, but I would love to know you more. You probably do know the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that, I mean, even in New Orleans, there's a guy. Have you guys heard of Daniel Victory? I've heard the name, but... So he's got Victory Bar, and he's also, like, a, a pretty well-known bartender, like, Liquor.com brought him up here for their, um, I can't read, Bar Shift series, where they brought bartenders and um, restaurant owners to different cities to, to tend the bars. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually visited Victory Bar and coincidentally met him there, and he was really a, really a cool young guy and was talking about how hard it is for a black person to get a bar in downtown um, New Orleans where his is. Because wow. his wow. is like the only one I really know of that's pretty much in the middle of everything. And he's, mm-hmm. I think he recently opened up a new bar. I don't remember the name of it. But he might be a, a, a person to start following, mm-hmm. like to kind of keep track of. Speaking of black bars, what are some of your favorite black bars or restaurants in your city? Girl. I'm going to write these down so I'm ready when y'all are. I'm listening. Uh, I'm like, I only got like one. (laughs) (laughs) Even in Chicago, Tanisha, or, you know. Oh, in Chicago. Gosh, black owned. Bring it. Black owned bar restaurant. I mean, we have a few here. You can go first. I'm listening. You've got a couple up in New York. I like Angel of Harlem in New York. Angel of Harlem. Angel of Harlem. Okay. That was, um, I've had good experiences there. Okay. And I think it's called Sixty Seven Orange. That's actually where yeah, I um where where yeah where Daniel Victory was behind the bar for the bar switch. Oh. I mean for the yeah. So I I've, I've had good experiences there. It's really small, but they do they do real craft cocktails there. Like I'm not mad at paying fifteen sixteen dollars for a drink because okay. I see somebody standing there and muddle and chop and zest and put gotcha. some love and. In, into my drink. I got a co-sign on that one. I've been there one time and it was really good. Was yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I've been to so many and I'm drawing a blank now. So somebody else go while I think of some more. Okay. I'm listening. No, we all wanted you to go so we could think oh. of ours. While oh. I mean. <laughs> so we like, uh, uh, everybody, uh, it's been all over the place, but um, Eatonville is now uh, Mule Bone. Um, but Eatonville, yeah. yeah, it's Mule Bone now. And um, actually, the beverage director at Mule Bone is going to be on our next hangout when we talk about Wine and Spirit Careers. So oh. um, check that out. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Eatonville, before it changed over, yeah. was probably one of my favorite um, uh, restaurants. It was, um, yeah, the food was really good. Uh, I mean, their wine program was a little lacking, but, you know, 
whatever. Uh, hopefully it's improved, but I know they're supposed to be doing some really good cocktails now. Um, oh. What else? I like, um, I mean, I, I like the typical, there is this little hole in the wall spot on U Street called Lounge of Three. It is like, when I oh tell my you, God, hole, I love that place. hole in the wall, but they it. have the best music. They got the best they DJ, do. the best yep. DJ, and like the cheapest drinks. When you the have drinks like, cheap, I don't have to come here. About nothing. I, I mean, you're just getting rum and coke. You're not getting yeah. nothing fancy. You're not getting nothing fancy. Everything. Keep it simple. You go in there, and the DJ is rocking. And uh, they got, I mean, you can get some wings. Just just stick with wings. You know. Stay simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. But, you know, if you got $20 and it's a Friday night, that's that's where you go. Um, yeah, you'll be full and drunk. Exactly. Voila. Exactly. Voila. There you go. There's only one um, thing that'll make it, make the situation better. I'm telling you. Um, I recently learned that Smith Commons here is black owned. I did Are not you know kidding that. Me? Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. It's, it's on the list. It's on the list. I have a whole list. Um, yeah. Wow. Didn't know oh. that. Wow. I wish someone had told me back yeah. in the day. Didn't know that. I would have gone more often. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I think that's about it for me. I mean, Avery's is okay if I'm in the mood for all that. But y'all been to Avery's? Avery's no. Okay. Yeah, it's a start. Oh, Avery's lounge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's cool, you know. Shout out to the dude. This, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, shout out yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. And if I want some fish, I go to Horse and Dickies, and that's black owned. Um, that's 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 where you go for fried fish in D.C. Horse and Dickies. But, yeah. Yeah, and that's all. You I got. come out with your entire body smelling like. Yeah. I've been there. You been? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, uh, years ago I worked a charity yeah. weekend, and once you said you come out smelling like fish, I knew exactly where you were talking about. Yeah. I don't even remember how to get there. I just remember mm-hmm. I came out and I needed to wash. Like I wanted to yeah. scratch my skin off just mm-hmm. one layer, so because yeah. it felt like it was in my pores. I felt like I yeah. came out with a greasy face, but yeah. it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and there is a fairly new wine bar. It's um, Ben thirteen oh one, or also oh. on U Street, and that's black owned. Okay. Um, wow. it's decent. Yeah. I did not know that so, was black. Owned. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Sarita. Yes. How do you find out that these places are black owned? Do you just Sarita go and find? Oh no, no, <laughs> no. Their um, their list that circulate through Facebook and like Twitter and stuff. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also that website I don't do clubs. She tends to that, do. That's where I got yeah. it. Yeah, I got it. That's Big exactly where I got list. it. Yeah, of All black-owned that. businesses. Yep. Okay. So. All right. I got to go find that because that's I. Yeah. yeah. She's easy to find. I don't do clubs. It's super easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got to go look because I will say I never know. You know, I may suspect. You know, if I'm listening to the music or kind of looking right. at the clientele, I may suspect. suspect Black owned, but I never know. Um, right, here, yeah. I would definitely say Mama J's. Mama J's is a great place in Richmond. Um, been around since 2007. Catfish nuggets, seafood salad, you know, down home Southern food. Fantastic. Um, also, Croker Spot. So, Croker Spot sort of an institution here in Richmond. It is soul food, seafood. Mm. So, if you like seafood and cornbread and that kind of stuff, this is your this is your place. Um, yeah, I'm kind of addicted to them. Melissa, and let's see. Question. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. While you're, 
after this, can you just email me this list really quickly? I have a cousin in Richmond, and she's always looking for somewhere to go, and I can't write as quickly as you're saying it or, like, know how to spell it. So just, like, email this to me so I can send it to her. Absolutely. continue. I just had to say what I was thinking about it. No, I was going to say, so, yeah, Mama Jay's here, and then Croker Spot, like Croker the Fish and Spot the Fish, Croker Spot. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to think, other black-owned places. Yeah, that's all I got coming okay. to the top of my head. Okay. Tanisha, what about you? You got any on the top of your head? Um, out of Chicago, let's see. Restaurants, Batters and Berries. Batters, Batters and Berries. Oh, my goodness. They do, um, so it's like packed for breakfast. They do, um, like, a lot of different styles of French toast. Oh wow! Ooh. Oh my God, I would love that. Oh, like, I need to go. Like, road trip. Very. Mm. Do they have good mimosas? Look, and that's the thing. Um, it's no I, I to or you may be able to well, buy a bottle. That's better for me because we, you know, mm. we know what to bring. Mm, and mm. then they have these ridiculously large and delicious omelets. Like, I had a scallop omelet before. Oh, I've had a lobster oh. omelet there. Egg white lobster omelet. That was everything. Wow. Oh. Okay, and then there's Jaw Grill, which is um, Jamaican. Uh, Norm's Bistro. They have good cocktails, and their food is solid. And they also have, like, live jazz and stuff there. Actually, um, that's where I went on my last night in Chicago before I came back um, to Paris um, after the holidays. So my friends and I got together over at Norm's. And it was funny. I think I told you all this before. I was talking Hold to on. the guy. You kind of sound like a robot. Yeah. Is everybody? Okay. Hold on. I it's, thought it was mine. Kinda... <laughs> I thought it was mine. Okay. It's, it's like you sound like a robot. We can hear you and understand you, but you just sound like a robot. I like sound that. like a robot. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep, just a robot. Go ahead, Tanisha. <laughs> so I was talking with one of the guys in there. So he was trying to put us out, and we was in there kicking it. Oh, I still sound like a robot? Yes. Yeah, you sound like a you, monster all the way. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Wait, unplug and plug your headphones back up. <laughs> See if that works. Oh, while Tanisha is plugging, I will say she did make me think about Richmond in terms of Jamaican. Um, there is a restaurant called Jerk Pit um, right around the corner from me. They make, so yes, they have beef patty, cocoa bread, all that kind of stuff, but they make the best ginger beer that I think mm. you've ever had. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Jerk Pit's a I great one. I love ginger beer. I yeah. do, too. I stalk ginger beer. <laughs> yep. Non-alcoholic ginger beer. I stock it. Wow. <laughs> okay, Tanisha, you're back. Finish your list. I'm scared to talk. Oh, oh yeah, you sound good. Fine. You sound good, good now. I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't like when y'all talk about me. I'm gonna hang up. Forget it. <laughs> don't go, please yeah, don't go. I'm come back next month. Woo. I swear. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Can you can you move on? Okay, so I said Baron Berries, Jagrill, Norm's Bistro. Um uh, what else? Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. 
Other ones are like random places. Oh, but you know there is a um black owned restaurant month in April. And I know oh, they're having no. I, I know yeah, they're having it in D C mm-hmm. and they're having it in Chicago. Yeah. Um so like Google, and that's probably in New York too, for sure. Dang. Um I would be okay. I'm gonna yeah. have to look that I'm up. Have to go back but yeah, nationwide in April. So yeah. Check that out. Oh, Ain't She Sweet in Chicago? That's good. It's just like a little cafe. You want to get your sandwiches, you know, mm-hmm. your smoothies, and, you know, your little soup for lunch or whatever. That's good, black-owned. Um, oh, and then um, I didn't. we didn't mention this before when we were still talking about liquor, but um, Melissa, you probably know him. Clyde Davis? Who Why do I know has that name? Um, the liquor importing Team Spirits Team Imports? Spirits he, imports. Um, he does uh, Chairman Reserve. He has Castries, the peanut oh. liquor. Yep. Um, peanut so, liquor. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's good. It's like a cream. Yep. And it yeah. So I'm just think like it. creamy peanut buttery peanut butter. liquor. Yep. Wow. Well, it's funny you said that. So I totally forgot about importers because Selena Cuff, she and her husband have heritage yes. like brands. And that's and what I was going to say next to, yeah. South African wine. There you go, Tanisha. Go ahead. Yeah. I kicked it off for you. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just thinking of Clyde because it's in D.C. And then, you know, I know that you all are close to D.C. So Clyde is there with the rum and then Cassius. And he has a couple of other things um, in his brand, too. But Chairman's Reserve is one of his major um, ones. And I think they have three rums. Sounds very. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then definitely Selena who um imports wine from black South Africans. Yep. And she's been doing oh. that for um, yes. several years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie's told me about her. And the oh. some the wines are uh the ones that I've had. I haven't had like the whole um line that she has, but I think Seven Sisters. Seven Sisters. Oh, one of yeah. I've had. Yeah. And then there are two more that I've had. Of course I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. But yeah, so she does that. Um who else? <clears throat> Because the thing about importing is you have to have so much money up front. Yeah. To import. Right. Yeah. And um you have to talk to people and already have like some things lined up before you can even get yeah. a permit. And when and it like comes their- to liquor, it's tough because laws are different from state to state and then also from county to county. So, yeah. you know, take Maryland, for instance, and, you know, the laws in PG County are different than they are in Montgomery County right. are yeah. different than they are in Howard County. Yeah. So yeah, well, you could live you in a state like me, and it could be all control, all Virginia. Mm. Right. Or how Maryland used to be where you couldn't ship to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so that yes. was posing a big problem. And the people who were committing felonies by um, having it uh, mm-hmm. shipped to shipped in. in Virginia, yeah. and then they just go pick it up. Yep. Oh. Which is highly yep. illegal. But yep. now that's all done, and it's, like, legal to ship there. So. Yeah. And I was going to say, Anything House of Man... Was oh, it House of Mandela that you yeah. were trying to yeah. think of? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a one from Heritage Link, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well. And then we uh, didn't even talk about the celebrities, but that's Well, I wanted to try. Wait, can I, before yeah. we get started, can I just say that my vanilla pudding is still sitting downstairs from last okay. year? Well, I her husband got one now, so I we need to get our it. hands on that. 
I know, right? Yeah, but I, I could, yeah. Because mm, that's supposed face. to be um, Wait, red fill me in. Oh, I'm sorry. Fill me in. Gabrielle Union makes a wine called Vanilla Pudding. And, like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a Vanilla Pudding Chardonnay. It's a Vanilla Pudding Chardonnay. And yep. if you like Vanilla Pudding, you're going to love it because that's exactly what it tastes like. That's exactly I'm going to tell you a secret. Vanilla pudding is probably one of my least favorite flavors in real oh. life, but I would try the wine just mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, go, yeah. Go on and try it. That, do y'all have total wine in, in Jersey? Not Jersey City. We have our okay. biggest is Super Buy Right. Yeah. So oh, okay. I'm going to have to see if they have okay. that there. Yeah. Just pop by Sarita's house. Because oh, I don't drive. <laughs> Girl. What'd you say? <laughs> we still got that bottle. She'll share it with you. Yeah, yeah pop on Boston's house. I send it to you. <laughs> Listen, you DC it. is not far. Do not play with me. <laughs> not playing. No, slide through. Slide through. I listen. Don't play. I will be on a flight in two weeks, and we talk about. I'm at the airport. <laughs> well, if you're coming all the way to D.C., I'll just come on up an hour and a half, and then you can come down to Richmond. There you go. I told you yeah, I got yeah. a cousin there. I got cousins I in D.C. too. I know. So, oh, man. I go yeah. to D.C. all the I was actually in D.C. for New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Very nice. Bummers. Okay, so, so what are we talking about? We're talking about celebrities. Celebrities. Oh, yeah. Black celebrity um, lines? I don't know. Um, I was gonna say for myself. Oh, we were. I mean, I just mentioned it since you know I'm like all the um, black celebrities have them, and so of course Gabrielle Union, and then mm -hmm. now her husband Dwayne Wade has yeah. um, wine, and yeah. then of course mm -hmm. there's E40. Uh, Marcus Johnson is kind of in that too. We mentioned him yeah. before. Um, what's the guy who the music executive who has oh. uh, chorus wines? And there's another look guy. There's another guy, an athlete that has the vegan wine. Who is that? Um, shoot, I didn't know about just, that one. There was just an article about him. Ah, oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Oh, this is gonna bother me. I'll have I know. to tweet I'm you guys. On the phone. Yeah, oh there's God, a. There's an athlete. Okay, has chorus wines. Um, so he's the guy that's in music, so he has those. I've actually had those wines before. They're very good. Hmm. I was impressed. I did a um, wine tasting. I did a for Black History Month. Did a uh, African American. Did a wine taste for um, African Americans, um, and then used that one. It was very nice. Very um, pleasant. It was a Chardonnay. It was lovely. Hi, girl. Go oh ahead. my God. <laughs> well. I don't know, but I'll say on the spirit side, and y'all tell me, I don't know if it counts, because I don't know who owns what, uh -oh. you know, right. major partners, but it makes me think of, like, Ciroc. Well, he's in, you know, Diddy's in partnership with Diageo, or, you know, Jay-Z. But they his, existed. Exactly. Yeah, before. So I used to drink Ciroc when there was no one yeah, affiliated exactly. with it. Exactly. exactly. Because I liked how smooth it was, and then yeah. it became like this whole nother entity. That's because it's made from grapes. That's why I get that. I know, exactly, and that's what I liked about it. I was like, can I get, you know, I was, it was when I first moved back up here from Atlanta, and you, down there I had a friend who kind of turned me on to it, and I was drinking it, and I would be at bars asking for Ciroc on the rocks, because at that point, grape, uh, I feel like grape vodka was kind of a, trying to become a trend in like, yeah. 
2004, five, mm-hmm. even kind of going into six, and then I saw some of the brands that I liked just totally leave the shelves. Mm, yep. But Ciroc stayed, and it got involved with Diddy, and he became the face. And I think it feels like F and Vodka is trying to kind of piggyback off of that, where they were like, like, "Hey, I like F and." Yes, and so they said we we're a unique ingredient vodka, and we see this the success that Ciroc with their grapes had with Diddy. So let's get fifty. But are they going to change it, though? Is it going to stay the same? That's what I'm wondering, because I feel like Ciroc changed. And Essen, I don't know how much they're changing their formulas, but I know they're getting a little bit more decorative with their bottles. Like for Super Bowl, they had a bottle kind of cloaked in kid skin for a little while. Or something that looked like a a football going around the bottle um, in time for Super Bowl. So I know that they're doing a little bit more... uh, they're doing some more things with their packaging mm-hmm. that so the book, they're the trying to. The was always sexy. You, I, I, I don't know. It was, saying, but I think that they're trying to like. Don't fix it. Well, it's it, not it, a the, little more. Yeah, I guess. Uh, just a little, I like know. a little more jazzy or swagalicious. Yeah. Oh no. Because uh, uh, you know we don't know uh, how to just take the regular bottle of the uh, Exactly. Exactly. Right, why and that's we? part of why that's part we? of why I say you know, I don't I don't know about like Jay Z and Deuce or Nicki Minaj and what is it Mix MYX fusions and well you know, it's kind of funny because it seems like Mix is uh Mix does kind of okay I haven't had Mix I haven't I'm not really a girly either. drink drinker too much mm-hmm. um I have had a little Deuce it wasn't bad I wasn't I wasn't mad at it oh, okay. what don't shoot me. I hope I, I hope Black Twitter doesn't come for me, but Bel Air is not my cup of tea or champagne. Uh, uh, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah. like um, <laughs> I mean everything is so for everybody. No. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. I, I like small oh. bubbles and the bubbles were just too big for me. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, you know, to Tanisha's sort of question, you know, what about celebrity? You know, I feel like there's a different kind of celebrity involvement or celebrity partnership endorsement on the spirit side than there is yeah. on the wine side. And I don't know why, but it's it's definitely different. Definitely different. Mm. Probably club culture. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think club culture, um, music culture... Yeah. doesn't skew as much toward wine. Maybe until Drake. Drake started mentioning wine a lot in his songs, mm-hmm. and I think that that garnered a little bit of a bigger interest in wine among us, although it seems to have kind of stopped that Riesling, like it went to Moscato and then yeah. went into Riesling and, mm-hmm. like, kind of plateaued there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of people, you know, we we get our information often from music, so... yeah. You know, but like we were talking about how craft beers aren't in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of learn, like if you're one of those people who doesn't do a lot of leaving your neighborhood, you learn what you're going to learn pretty much from the thing, the, uh, the, the, the other ways you ingest information, which tends right. to be music. People are listening right. to music 24-7, especially now with cell phones. So you hear mm-hmm. something in the lyric, now you're Googling it and figuring out where to find it. Right. So you're like, what is this? this thing and then you're going and tasting it which is why so many brands are trying to get placed in right. music videos right. and in rap songs like these, right. these these musicians are actually making a killing off of these yeah. brands well yes, have, have, um, y'all, have y'all actually seen the Ciroc Apple commercial where they're playing um, Love and Happiness 
Mm-mm. Anyway, no. so it's a they. It starts out. It's just a slow commercial of the camera going up and down the Ciroc um, apple bottle and playing Love and Happiness. But you find yourself, you know, like, uh, and then like I was like, I wonder what that tastes like. I don't know if it was because That's of the song. Amazing. But that was it. Uh, a simple commercial with Love and Happiness. That's all and you need like, because yeah. All you need for an ad is to, to for it to connect with a feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a copywriter by trade, so all you need for any kind of like marketing or advertising is to connect with a feeling, and if you can right. connect the person with a feeling and then associate your product with that, right? You're freaking gold. Yeah. So yep. whoever, I would love to know who that company was that did that, mm-hmm. because that may be well, another. For Ciroc, I don't know who it was, but Blue Flame um, Agency does, which is a black-owned company. Yeah, they handle the Diddy stuff, which includes a That's lot right. of management of the rock. Mm-hmm. Is that still Sean Perez? I don't know that part. Mm, okay. I don't Just know. Asking. Um, I feel like I have somebody's contact information in my, <laughs> my contact. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have two more questions, and that's it. They're very simple. Um, My next question is, uh, did anybody watch uh, Cocktails with Chloe? Uh Uh-oh. No? That's a no? Okay. Yeah, um, I watched it. Don't do it. It's 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 not about the cocktails. I, you know... Oh, Kardashians, I thought they were really going to step their game up. Like, oh, cocktails. All right. Well, let me see. So I watched three episodes, and she has, like, special guests. You gave it a really good chance, too. Three episodes. You did. Three. I tend to do that. I have have commitment issues where I commit too much to something, and I can, yeah, yeah. Are you a Leo? (laughs) I'm not. I'm a Libra. So and oh, I have okay, a problem, especially because I really like TV. So a lot of times I'm not even like watching, watching for real, but it's in the background and I'm sort of paying attention. Long story short, it's don't bother, don't bother. It's not about the cocktails. It's more about her lifestyle and like her guests and stuff like that. So don't do it. Yeah. Um, Can I piggyback really quickly? Sure. Because we're talking about shows that talk about cocktails. Okay, it's not a Kardashian or super celebrity thing, but I know that there's one channel I watch. It does classic movies, and they do mm-hmm. the cocktails and classics, and that actually, Ooh. I mean, it focuses on the movie, but it does talk about the cocktail that's with, um, that they're drinking while they watch the movie and kind of like wow. why they thought it was a good cocktail, and then that's they tell so you how to fun. make it. Yeah. It's on, it's, cool. I'm a, like, a, it's so weird. I'm like an old, like I'm an old spirit, so I watch kind of classic movies a lot. Wow. And they even have like a wine club and all of this other stuff wow. attached to how like. How nice is that? That's very. No, it good. is, and I, you know, because I'm always pairing liquor and like I love the idea of pairing things, pairing mm-hmm. liquor and wines with things. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So maybe there's a way we can do that with like Superfly or um, the Mac <laughs> <laughs> or Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an idea for hangout. <laughs> I know. I would love it. I hope you guys will have me do it. <laughs> oh, your favorite movie and a wine to go with it. Girl, yeah, I love it. Come on, you know I can do that all day as much TV as all I day. want. Oh, listen, listen, can I come? Can I be invited when you're doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll see. 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 We'll
You guys have yeah, mine covered. Come up. Melissa usually does that. I, I, yeah, I do normally do that. Melissa yeah. will have a cider parent and be like, yeah, so I got a kombucha tea and um, with <laughs> I do have some kombucha ginger in family. there. <laughs> oh, I just, I just had a really good um, kombucha over during the week, and they have some flavors that taste similar to wines and cocktails, which I thought was really interesting oh, wow. as well. Oh, Not black owned, but really cool. I know. <laughs> I we're gonna we put that caveat on everything. So not black owned, but um, <laughs> so I've got. I feel like it. I have to like put that disclaimer out. <laughs> I will find it for you guys, but there is okay. a, a black woman in Norfolk, Virginia, that has her own kombucha company. So oh, there wow. is one. Sure. At least I read know. about this. Somebody, yes. did you tweet me this? Somebody tweeted yes. this to me. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a black woman kombucha company in yes. Norfolk, Virginia. She started it like at her house and her then house. she got a space. Yep, she got a space and then now she stopped my the space because she's working on production. She's working on getting in the off premise. So, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. I know there's so many people to talk to and reach out to and yeah, yeah. shout outs to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is actually wonderful. Yeah, I know. I'd rather Are there be had- more than less. Yeah. Yes. Right? But also, so- just want to say if you're looking for um, to all our you know, thousands of viewers out there. If you're looking for <laughs> uh, additional um, blacks and wine, spirits and beers, um, Cuisine Noir, um, the online magazine, they have a page on their yeah. website yep. that has like a lot of, that has mm-hmm. like a list on there. So that's something that you can check out. If you, um, if there's somebody that we said and you didn't quite catch it, or you're looking for some ones that we didn't mention, they have a very nice and extensive yeah. list on their website. So definitely check that out. And that's Cuisine Noir magazine online. Very cool. Very nice. So, you know, awesome. I have the jokes, but I got to come through with some information every now and again. <laughs> Well, this was awesome. Nafisa, we're so happy to have you. You were Thanks, so awesome. Nafisa. And you, were, you weren't camera shy at all. You Thank were, you. Really oh, awesome. no, she came right there. She's like, oh, wait. Is this uh-huh. me? Anybody. I was anybody that go right yeah, I put my lip gloss on. I'm ready for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad we connected and I was able to come to join in here. This is the highlight of my week, and it's just starting. Oh, yay. Yay. Well, so, that might change um, tomorrow, but, you know, we'll take next- it for today. Absolutely. Our next few. I hope it does because this, this is how I'm starting. Then, yeah. There right. you go. There you go. Way to go, but up. All right, go. shut it down, Bring All us right. home. So our our okay. next few hangouts are going to be um, careers uh, in wine and spirits. That's the next one. Then we're going to do local wine, beer, and spirits. That's um, at the end of March, um, April. Um, we're going to do uh, wine faults. We're going to have a guest uh, on here, and she's going to describe wine faults and the different types and how you detect them and all that kind of stuff. I think that's about it so far, but we're going to add movies and wines. Okay, we're going to add that toward the summer. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining. If you're watching us on the replay, um, we yes, appreciate thank it. You. Yes, thank thanks you. Thanks for joining us well, sweet. Happy Sunday. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Sunday, thanks. Sunday. Hey there, listener. Do you have something to say? Then you're already a podcaster. You just don't know it yet. Whether you love to shoot the breeze with friends, have an urge to share your passions with the world, or even want to grow your business, you've got something worth saying with a podcast. 
With Acast, it couldn't be easier to start your own show. Launch, grow, and make money from your podcast across all listening platforms. If you have something to say, you're a podcaster. Head over to Acast.com to get started for free.